Welcome everybody. It is week week 15. Um, congratulations on making it this far and still being interested in fantasy football podcasts <laughs> and choosing the fantasy football sackos to tell you of all podcasts how to take home a championship this year. Alex, are you still fighting for a championship? Are you in it anywhere? Uh, no, the only, well, I mean, technically, yes, we're our podcaster, our up and coming podcaster league. We just kicked the crap out of somebody dropping 205 points and a half PPR, just bulldozing. So good. But otherwise, no, um, congrats on losing this week in our, uh, uh, league of record. So good job by you. I didn't lose as much as Debo Samuel broke my heart. That's more what happened. But uh, I'm going to leave that there. Let's, let's, let's just get into this. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go. Let's go. Fantasy Football Sackos. Jason and Alex. A double let's go. Wow. Double let's go. That's right. It's champ. It's semis. You got to be pumped. I'm jacked. Um, not that I really made it anywhere because Debo Samuel uh, hung a big point nine on me, which was great. I left it up to the listeners. I ran a Twitter poll on our Twitter account at the FF Sackos. Follow us if you don't. We got more than a thousand Twitter followers. I literally let you guys pick who I start at flex Don't basically every week. Even I, I let them pick Debo. I said the winner of this poll will start. You're blaming people. We'll start in my flex spot. You the don't people want to take chose responsibility Debo for your decisions. The people chose Debo. You're I, blaming people. I'm they a man of the people. Jason Shellcross, man of the people. Let them pick my flex. They chose Debo. They chose to break my heart. And so listeners, you owe me a little bit of love. So why don't you go ahead and uh, hit the subscribe button, like, uh, ring the bell if you're watching on YouTube. Um, man, yeah, out Spe- of it. Spe- Say, speaking of listeners, we, uh, we did have a uh, Twitter thing this past week where uh, we posted that if... Mm. David Montgomery does not score a touchdown. Um, we will pay somebody that retweets at 50 bucks. Uh, if he does score a touchdown, we'll still give out 25 dollar. I think dollar we bills. had 69 retweets of that, if, nice. which is unbelievable. Honestly, it's just so um, fitting. The, yeah, it's just stupid, honestly. Um, so, yeah, we get to give out 25 bucks. It was, I mean, first carry Montgomery. 80 yard touchdown and then only gets like 10 more touches the rest of the game. Freaking I can read the future, man. Stupid. So yeah, week 15 waivers. Here we are. You know what? Long weird journey. Okay. Do you want to, uh, I'll leave it up to you, Mr. Magic man. Cause you're running the Excel spreadsheet over there. Let's do it at the end. You want to do it at the end? All right. That's fine. We got some money at the end. We got some big breaking newsy stuff too for the end. So we'll just, (laughs) it's going to be, we, there's not a lot of waivers. Like y'all have a stud team. You picked up cam makers two weeks ago when we told you to, he shouldn't have been on the waiver wire at all. Like none of these guys that are that we're recommending now, we've been recommending for weeks. You should already have them. And honestly, I'm upset with you if they're still out there because they belong on your team. 
You are being very harsh on people listening or watching today. You need to chill out a little bit. I, I'm sorry. Uh, I've, uh, I got a little eggnog action going and, uh, Hey man, tis the season. You're feisty, man. I'm gracious. A little sassy today. All right, let's get into these waivers. First up, we have the one, the only Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, Mr. Tua is rostered in 24.8% of leagues. Uh, Tua and the Dolphins went up against the Chiefs this week. And honestly, what a what a game that turned out to be. I think everybody wasn't expecting it to be as close as it was. Um, Tua ended up completing 28 of 48 passes for more than 300 yards. A couple scores did throw a pick, but you got that that nice rushing floor from him finally that you saw in his uh, start against Arizona when he had seven for 35 really hasn't done much then since then on the ground uh, was able to produce six carries for 24 yards and a rushing score against Kansas city put up almost 30 points has new England this week who man, what a sorry team they looked like and cam in particular who refuses yeah who who refuses to throw the coaching staff under the bus yeah. but yep. uh i i see a little upside there with tua what do you think about tua this week so, against new england always pay for future performance i i am not digging um picking him up and playing him especially in a week 15 title game honestly you'd have uh, to be desperate and get there on the yeah. backs of so many other people yeah, you'd have to be super desperate. And and honestly, um, you know, do you really want to start a rookie quarterback against New England? Like if you look at what they've done to some some of the younger players in the league this year, you know, like they're Bill Belichick can still drop a scheme and confuse young players, right? So if we look at what they did two weeks ago, they held Herbert to zero points. Well uh, three Three weeks ago, they held Murray to 17 points. Um, they held I Lamar mean, to 17. Well, no, I'm saying for the game. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm talking about t- team offenses that they're uh, allowing points. So, was, yes, Charger, a Charger zero, Cardinals 17, Ravens 17. They held the Bills to 24. Like, I, I just don't really want my rookie quarterback playing against the Patriots defense. So for that reason, uh, to be Mark Cuban, I'm out on Tua. Um, I mean, the the Bills, I guess, is an okay matchup the following week on Monday night. But again, you don't really... I, I would pass on him um, and rely on somebody with a little bit more experience. Um, I, I would not want to put my title hopes in, into his hands against the Patriots. The Patriots are currently allowing the 13th most uh, fantasy points to quarterbacks over the last four weeks. So, or I'm sorry, 13th fewest rather. So I don't know, kind of middle of the pack, um, mm. but on the, the upper half of the league, I get it. All right. Well then let's uh, talk about our next guy. Maybe you'll like him more. The one, the only Jalen Hurts. Rostered in a whopping 8.9% of ESPN leagues. Look, there were only a, a few 
people that thought that Hertz and the Eagles even had a chance against New Orleans in this game. Do do you know who those people are? Who? Who are those people? They're they're idiots. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care that they were right. They're still an idiot. (laughs) They're literally right. Oh my god. I don't care. Look, I'll tell you what though. Jalen Hurts, if he is the starter, Jalen Hurts is a top 12 quarterback the rest of the season. God. Top 12 fantasy quarterback the rest of the season. You want to know why? For the same reason Lamar Jackson is. Yeah. In this game, he had 18 rushing attempts for more than 100 yards. That Done. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He only completed 17 of 30 passes for 167 yards. That ain't nothing. That sucks, quite honestly. But he did have a passing score to go with it and a fumble. But he put up 20 points. It's like he he throws like he's Lamar Jackson, apparently. I mean, yeah. Might be slightly better. He hurts to watch passing the ball. But if you're going to run 18 times for 106 yards, 19.3 fantasy points with a 17 of 30 for 167 and one line with a fumble. Doesn't matter. Just doesn't even matter. Do you really want to hurt me? Oh wow! Um, I um, I mean, I I was I was wrong on Jalen Hurts. Um, I mean, who who wouldn't have been? Um, I mean, New Orleans hadn't given up a hundred yard rusher in what three years? Um, and they they gave it up to two different players in the same game. The Eagles' offense, which has done nothing for basically the entire season. Um, and here comes Jalen Hurts and does it up. I I would be comfortable starting him against Arizona. Um, I know Arizona looked relatively good against the New York Giants this week. Um, with uh, Daniel Jones and kind of a bum bum wheel. Um, Jalen Hurts does not have a bum wheel. So yeah, if he's gonna have 18 carries, 100 yards rushing, um, you know they do have their weapons back. Alshon. Uh, he still kind of has the piano, um, but I mean, he he caught a touchdown. Goddard's back. Um, he's healthy. Ertz is around. Rager's there. Fulgham's there. Um, th- they got they got the the whole whole gang there. So you know, provided that Hertz can do it, I I guess I'd feel comfortable starting him. Um, he's probably the priority uh, quarterback ad. If you're in a rough spot, you should spend all of your fab on him. You should blow your waiver priority if you need a quarterback. Um, at Arizona, at Dallas, I mean, two really good um, inside no-weather games for the Eagles uh, the next two weeks, which um, that'll play. So, yeah, I mean, if, if he's going to run that much, then absolutely start him. Jalen Hurts is the Ryan Fitzpatrick of 2020, where Ryan I think Fitzpatrick, that's aggressive. I, I don't. I really don't. The Cardinals were are giving up the ninth most fantasy points to quarterbacks, and Dallas is giving up the eighth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Going into this week, San, the New Orleans Saints were giving up the fewest over the last month. The yeah. fewest. And he dropped 20 on them. And over the last month, the Cardinals are nine, and the Cowboys are eighth most. Like, he... That, like, you, you saw what... You saw what Lamar did to Dallas? 
Like they can't, they can't contain a runner. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I think he's a, I think he's a lock for 20 points or more for the next two weeks. And I think there's going to be a lot of desperate people that find the quarterback that they need. Um, that somehow made the playoffs or found a way to hang around to the semis, um, maybe on the back of like Derrick Henry or something. But so, so I, I know that you're, and we talked beforehand, this is actually not the guy I was going to bring up, but I'm going to mention him anyway, which is, which is Mitch Trubisky. Um, so, I mean, obviously you'd rather have Hurts. I would rather have Mitch the next two weeks than I would Tua, um, based on matchups at Minnesota at Jacksonville. Um, I would I would much rather have Mitch than than I would Tua, um, just based on matchups alone, um, and not being a rookie. And um, you know the Dolphins have a really good defense, and so uh, that that would be pros for Tua. The Bears have somehow been in shootouts uh, the last couple of weeks, which is hilarious. Um, so I I mean at Minnesota at Jacksonville is really juicy. I, I it hurts me to say this, but. I will probably agree with you. If you tried to make that a board bet, I don't think I would make it just yeah. because of the, the Minnesota matchup for Trubisky versus the Patriots matchup for Tua. Correct. That, the, that, that's the wide margin. The week 60 matchup is similar uh, with Jacksonville. The Dolphins have the Raiders who can't play defense either. So, right. But yeah, that's the week 15 matchup difference. Yeah. So, do you have another so, quarterback then that you wanted to bring up? I did actually. Oh um, no. Oh, I know yeah. what it is. I know. Oh, yeah. oh no. Oh yeah. Say his name. Gardner Minshew. Minshew Mania. The stash is back in town. Say his name. Alex's boy, his preseason top 10, top 12 quarterback that never was, got it's benched true. for the likes of Mike Glennon is now being recommended by the Sackos. Look, if you want to be like a Sacco, why don't you start one in Gardner Minshew? Go ahead. You, you can get away with starting him. Game script is going to be favorable for tons of passes. He threw 31 passes in just the second half. Um, and he does have a rushing floor too. Um, he's he's going to have, you know, five or six carries for 30 or 40 yards. Um, so I'm just saying that Minshew is, is probably playable. Um, I would much rather play Trubisky over him. I would much rather play Hertz over him. Um, but I would start Minshew over, over two of this week by a pretty wide margin. So, um, th- those are kind of the four guys that you'd potentially be looking at adding. Uh, Minshew is only rostered in 8.2%. And who, why is he rostered in 8.2% of leagues? Um, I will never understand, but um, so yeah, th- those are probably the four quarterbacks. Obviously, it's Hurts, um, and then it's probably Trubisky, and then it's probably Tua if you're looking at a two-week flow. Um, otherwise, I'd put Minshew over him this week. Um, Fab depends on how much you have. I'm assuming you probably don't have much, so um, I'd probably save it for Cam Akers if he's still available, uh, which we'll talk about Um here shortly. So yeah, the, those are probably the four quarterbacks to add. Um, Jason, any any disagreements with that? I mean, Mitch is playable. Sorry. 
Playable, yes. Uh, does he excite me? No. I would start Jalen Hurts over Gardner Minshew. Um, um, I uh, I really don't want to sit here and talk about Gardner Minshew because he lost his job and he got hurt <laughs> and he wasn't good. And I think he's like a mediocre quarterback and meh, meh. That's what I, I have to say it. to Gardner Minshew. All right. Let's talk about some running backs, shall we? Let's get into this a little bit. Um, first up, he should be rostered already um, on your team, on every team. Um, he is more than 50% rostered in ESPN leagues at 55%. However, we are mentioning him here because he needs to be rostered in every league, and that is Cam Akers. Uh, Cam Akers... We said that he was, I mean, the YouTube video we put out last week literally was Cam Akers league winner uh, after he went 21 for 72 and a touchdown against Arizona last week. And he is still only rostered in 55% of leagues. All the Henderson, Daryl Henderson truthers came out and said that, oh no, it's still a split backfield. How do you give 20? It's not. So what, what happens against New England? Cam Akers, 29 carries, 171 yards, averaging 5.9 a clip, two catches for 23 yards on the ground, 20 fantasy points in half PPR scoring. He's the guy. They have the Jets up this week. Cam Akers is probably going to drop 30 on the Jets, and they're at Seattle in week 16. Like, it's going to be a bananas finish. He's going to finish white hot. I hope to God that they don't draft a running back in the offseason and, and he's the the guy for next season. Um, but holy crap, man. You know what this reminds me of? Was it two years ago when Derrick Henry did nothing for the first 12 weeks of the season and then each of the last four, uh, each game for the last like four weeks in a row, he was rat- rattling off like 100 to 200 yard rushing games. Um and then last year he blew up and now this year he's blowing up again. It was like there was the little preview, the Derrick Henry preview. This is this is the Cam Akers preview is what you're seeing here at the end of the year. Um, I Hopefully you guys catch on to it and you don't let him slip past you in next year's drafts. Depending on how hot he finishes, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes at the end of the first round. But I think he's a great second round pick anyway. In drafts next year, but uh, I I I wanted him so bad, and I got stuck with Dobbins instead because I thought he was, I thought he was in a less stubborn offense, um, and that showed itself. But turns out he was just biding his time. Uh, yeah, it was two years ago, 2018, where Derrick Henry had 585 of his 1,059 yards in the last four games of the season. Um, including that 99-yard touchdown run against Jacksonville. Oh, my God, I remember that. Uh, week 14, uh, um, as part of his 17-carry, 238-4 and four touchdown oh. score when, when literally nobody was playing him anymore because they were sick of watching him have... Uh, I mean, his game log is hilarious from that year if you go and look at it. It's just pathetic. Oh, um, I know. Yeah, everybody had quit on Derrick Henry, and now he's uh, potentially RB1. Um, going forward which is will be fun to talk about five for sure top three maybe 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, Cam Akers, uh, we talked about him last week. Uh, hopefully you were listening to us um, and said, hey, this was even three weeks ago when we blew up about how crappy all the wafer players were. Um, but we still said to add Cam Akers um, as a as a potential late late season stash because rookie running backs come on. You're seeing it with Jonathan Taylor. You're seeing it with Cam Akers. You're seeing it a little bit with Dobbins. Um, so yeah, something to kind of make mental notes of is don't give up on on these young running backs until they get time to learn the offense, learn pass protections. Um, so yeah, one spend all of your fab on Cam Akers. Period. Yeah. Period. End of story. Spend it all on Cam Akers. If he's still there, he shouldn't be there. Um, what I will say is this for people that are still listening to fantasy podcasts. We love 15, you. In week 15. Uh, I think you're going to put yourself at an advantage going into next season. One of my takeaways um, is about all rookie running backs in general. And that is to continually remind yourself that these players did not have a traditional preseason with the OTAs and all those workouts and the preseason games and learning coverages and uh, picking up blitzes and doing all of that. Um, and so for rookie running backs, when it's ever so essential to be able to do that, to stay in on third down or in passing downs and the two minute offense in general, these guys were weeks behind. I feel like where most rookies are traditionally yeah. when they start contributing. And yep. so that's why you're seeing them only start contributing now in the double digit weeks when you know, usually it's like the halfway mark of the season. You'll see guys pick up in the second half, like a Miles Sanders did last year in a tra- traditional year. So, yeah, until he got hurt. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I would say, <laughs> and and I would say too that, um, you know, maybe it's it's one of those things where, as soon as rookies start having down weeks, you know, like week four, five, six, seven. Um, you know, have them be trade targets and you will probably don't have to give up that much and hope they boom at the end um, and just, you know, give up not much for a, a potential uh, bomb at the end to to win it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's stuff that we talk about every year, but, um, you know, it's just uh, doing it next year. So, yeah, if you have Cam do Akers, congratulations, congratulations. Do it. Just do it. That was my shot. That was Shia LaBeouf. No, you didn't get that. Okay. No. Well, just do it. All right. (laughs) Man, I'm going to pull a muscle. All right. Uh, Next up, we have DeAndre. There, I was. I got a vein popping out of my head right now. Next up, (laughs) it's my unicorn (laughs) horn. That's where I get my special powers. Next up, we have DeAndre Washington. Of the uh, Miami Dolphins, um, throwing it back to me, a me. Let's see, uh, DeAndre uh, rostered yeah, in yeah, a whopping, yeah. whopping twenty percent of leagues, and this astounds me. How is DeAndre Washington rostered in twenty percent of leagues, but a guy like Cam Akers is only rostered in fifty-five? DeAndre Washington had a whopping thirteen for thirty-five. And two for 17 through the air. 15 touches. Okay. Put up 6.2 fantasy points. Has New England up this week. You hate to see it. Um, at Las Vegas, like, it doesn't excite me at all. But if the usage no. is there, if the is usage it? is there, and, uh, and Gaskin is a no-go, then 
I mean, maybe it's maybe it's still there, right? Like Gaskin is on the COVID list. He's going to miss next week against the pay, the Patriots. So maybe. I mean, I would think. Uh, I guess there would have to be like some gymnastics around, like when he first started showing signs and symptoms in that, for him to be potentially eligible to suit up. Um, considering that they have to wait 10 days, but I mean, maybe Savin Ahmed comes back, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would think that Deandre Washington is still the guy there, but it's against the Patriots, um, which doesn't excite me. So maybe it's not, maybe it's not. I don't, I don't, he's there, but I would say he's an absolute desperation flex. I would call him what a low end, low end RB2. I mean, at the best, you can't trust him. Um, if, if we're, we're talking about the Miami Dolphins running game, which I mean, they don't have a, the only person averaging over five yards a carry on their team is Ryan Fitzpatrick or sorry, over four yards a carry is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, Salvin Ahmed's 4.2 Fitzpatrick's five yards a carry. Everybody else is basically under four. So that, that is pathetic. Like they've never had an offensive line. They didn't last year when Patrick Lord was running for one yard a carry. Um, I mean, even when miles Gaskin was having his best games, um, I mean, he's still under four yards a carry. He was make, he was making up on receptions, right? Um, and so, I mean, Washington had two catches this past week. You're looking between him and Lynn Bowden Jr. Who, Bowden. Um, I mean, he had some catches, which is fine. Um, so yeah, I, ugh, I mean, yuck. Miami no Dolphins thanks. running backs are averaging as a collective whole fifteen and a half points per game on the season. Um, on average, the New England Patriots are giving up 22 and a half fantasy points per game to the running back position. Uh, over the last four weeks, that number drops to 20 points per game, which is middle of the pack for both of those. I'm just saying they really only use one running back. I could see he's going to have double digit points, I think, or close. Anyway, I think he's an eight to 16 point play. In half PPR, in PPR, I think he's a ten to twenty point play. I would be shocked. I mean, I I I think somebody's coming back that that's injured, and and it won't be. Well, if that happens, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't I, like it. You know, yeah, I'm not, he's I'm not like run out, go get him. I think he's he's a stash if you have roster flexibility and he, and it's a zero bid. Do you think? Where where do you think he'll end up as an RB three? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I mean, I don't know the the backfield is kind of in a void all around after you lose like the top one, two, three guys, right? So yeah, right. Man, all right. Next up, we have the guy that, much to the chagrin of Raheem Mostert managers, will not go away. Stupid. And that is Jeff Wilson Jr. Roster. What are you talking about, Wilson? 
in a whopping 8.4% of leagues. Jeff Wilson had 11 for 31 in a score on the ground. He also did have one catch for 13 yards, put up almost nine fantasy points. Um, Mostert was evaluated for a concussion at one point during the game, which is interesting. Um, maybe they just... I, I hate this backfield. I hate this team. I hate Nick Mullins. Um, <laughs> yeah. But they have Dallas yeah. and Arizona. Like, they, like I, I want the starting running back against Dallas. Don't you? Sure. Can you tell me who it is? Well, regardless of the health of everybody surrounding him, the carry, the carry split for the last three weeks, Jeff Wilson's portion has been 12 carries, 7 carries, and 11 carries. And he has three receptions in those games. So if he's getting double digit touches against Dallas. Sure. Um, yeah, I, uh, I would not want to put a lot of my stake into a 49ers running back where you just don't know what's going to happen. You haven't relied on him all year because if you have, you're probably not still playing. Um, and I mean, most are 16 carries, nine carries, 14 carries. It's basically, it's very close to an even split. Um, so I, if the only way that one of them is a great play is if one of them is out. Well, look at the, look at the, look at the snap percentages over the last three weeks. Mostert and Wilson. Uh, three weeks ago, Mostert 40%, Wilson 35%. Last week, uh, Mostert 44%, Wilson 46%. This week, 49%, Mostert 48%, Wilson. It's a 50 50 split. You know, <sighs> I mean, that's what it is. And they use trickeration at the goal line to rob the running backs of meaningful touchdown opportunities yeah that was Jarek mckinnon <laughs> <laughs> well mckinnon wasn't on the field at all this week and he only no, saw two no. two snaps last week but but yes i mean normally it's it's the it's the debo end around or without debo it's brandon Ayuk, who was in right. on 91 percent of plays uh last week and is a stud, stud yeah, and or a kendrick kendrick born doing something yeah. weird um so yeah again bench stash hope one gets hurt um and the other one will be great, but it, it they're both going to play. It's a good matchup. Um, it's not just good, though. It's very good. Dallas is giving up the seventh most fantasy points to running backs. Like. <laughs> yeah, but who are you going to play? Mostert or Wilson? Mostert. Yeah. I'm going to keep saying it. Like, he, Where he's do you got, think? I feel like he's got the better chance of breaking a long touchdown run. Where do you think Wilson finishes? Is he an RB2 or an RB3? Three. Three. It basically comes down to who's going to score the touchdown between the two. Yeah. This week it it was Wilson. Right. And um, that Monday night game, was it a Monday night game against Buffalo? Um, Or whenever they played. um, They... um, you know, they yes, basically it rotate. They rotated who was getting the goal line touches um, in multiple series. So, I mean, again, it's it's anybody's guess. Um, yeah, that's so, right. And was it the first series? It was all uh, Wilson. 
It was all Wilson. And he put Mostert in the game. Yeah, correct. And then the second series, Mostert got two quick carries and they threw the ball. So it's like, it just sucks. Um, Mostert, I thought, had like a top five upside this year. And, you know, he because of injury and because of just that backfield, he's he's greatly disappointed. Um, And so at this point, I would just stay away from both of them. Absolutely agree. All right. Next up, we have Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard rostered in about 21% of leagues. Um, Seeing some snap share increases over the last couple weeks and some rushing attempt and just general attempt increases, um, opportunity increases, given the health of Zeke and their very much dwindling playoff hopes. Um, Had 11 rushing attempts for 39 yards, also had two catches for nine yards and a score. He's basically the reason why I did not make the semifinals in our big money league because all of a sudden it's a split backfield and uh, yeah, evidently um, it just wasn't, it wasn't great for me. Uh, He only played 37% of snaps relegating Zeke to a whopping 63. So that's still RB one totes. He just didn't get the call. It was Tony Pollard. Maybe they rest Zeke then just get him healthy. And Tony Pollard turns into a sneaky, good flex play the last couple of weeks of the season. They, they have San Fran and Philly the next two weeks. I don't think that that's very appealing, but unless I would only start him if Zeke sat. Yeah, I'd like to apologize for the listeners for that uh, um, that crying in the background. For those of you that did not know, that was not my four-month-old daughter. That was just Jason talking. Um, so I, um, I don't. I, t- Tony Pollard is is a handcuff for for handcuff season. And uh, yeah, you like that You're one? Such an ass. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie, keep it down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um so the yeah audacity it, yeah the um i i feel like tony pollard is and I'm, I'm gonna reach for a joke here a little bit i mean his initials are tp and i feel like he's been cleaning up the shit that that zeke has been doing all year because it's he's been not great um, we, we talked before the Ugh. beginning of the season where we thought that Zeke had like the highest floor for any of those top four running backs. And it turns out we were way off. Like that floor apparently is not that high. I know offensive line injuries came into play a little bit, but Tony Pollard has straight up looked like the better back whenever you watch them. He looks quicker. He looks like he wants to be there. <laughs> um, Zeke got paid a crap ton of money a couple of years ago and probably doesn't want to get hit anymore. And He's like, peace out. Like, speaking of Zeke, I'm rich. I made so I I made a trade for Zeke in our big big money league, as you know. And uh, looking back on it, this was it was a trade of I hate these two guys, you hate those two guys. How about we just flip them and see how it works out for the two of us for the rest of the season? Now I, I got the better end of it. Uh, Cause it was, I traded away James Connor and DJ Chark who God was, I mean, those two are just complete colossal disappointments in the second half of the season. At least, at least you could bench them. 
Yeah, but I got back Robert Woods and Zeke, who... God, that's just a steal either way. It was a steal, but yeah. Bobby Trees also let me down this week and cost me big with five and a half points. So it was like, it was like crap Way. for crap. It was crap for crap. I'm just saying it was like, what a year for trades and how some people just absolutely tanked this year. What's up, DJ Chark? How you doing, bud? Yeah. That <laughs> stuff. Um, so Tony Pollard, probably not playable against San Francisco this week, but just putting it on people's radars that, um, you know, he's he's definitely eating into Zeke's shares. And if they were to lose um, against San Francisco, I would not be surprised to see Zeke pop up on the injury report and not play week 16. Um, so just uh, um, just something to pay attention to. Next up, we have Philip Lindsay rostered in 44% of ESPN leagues. Um, had a whopping four points this week. Woo! 11 rushing attempts for 24 yards, two catches for seven against Carolina. Has Buffalo and the Chargers to finish off the season. Alex, this was more of an ad of yours. So why don't you tell me what you like yeah. about Philip? No, I, I don't really like all that much about him. Um, honestly, it, I'm just putting it on people's radars. One, this is the first season in his career that he will not have over a thousand yards rushing, which is, again, a, a disappointment for people that were potentially banking. I, mean, I know Melvin's been there. Um, Melvin's court, gate, court case was supposed to be today. Uh, we're filming this on the 14th of December, and that got pushed back to January. So if Melvin was going to be suspended the last two games of the season, then... Philip Lindsay would have been a priority ad. He is obviously not going to be suspended, um, but I would not be surprised to see Lindsay kind of break out. He's had 25 carries the last two weeks um, and he had 25 carries the two weeks before that. Um, so, you know, averaging somewhere around 12 and a half carries a game. So he's getting the, the touches. Uh, he's just not doing anything with them. So um, I would not be surprised to see him really break out week 16 against the Chargers. Um, probably not so much against Buffalo this week. So there you go. I'm going to leave him there. Um, I think that he, I, I would pick up any of the guys that we previously listed over Philip Lindsay. And I agree. If you were really desperate. I would put zero bucks on Philip Lindsay. Um, yep. Brings us to our last ad, which is Lynn Bowden Jr. And he is running back eligible. So that's why we are mentioning him here with the running backs. Um, he did have one rushing attempt against Kansas City for two yards, but hold on. He had seven catches for 82 yards against Kansas City. Uh, finished the day with almost 12 fantasy points and half PPR scoring. He had nine targets. He led the Dolphins in catches and receiving yards and tied Matt Collins for the team leading targets. Um, I mean, Devontae Parker, Mike Gesicki, and Jakeem Grant all left the game with injuries. So I would say monitor the injuries. If there's a couple of those guys that can't go, then I think Lynn Bowden could potentially be viable. Um, as a absolute desperation hail Mary, <laughs> he's rostered in 0.6% of leagues, uh, which I think our joke is that that means that the only people that roster him are his family <laughs> and they're crazy and their home leagues. Um, yeah. so desperation hail Mary to Lynn Bowden. If nobody else is healthy. 
Yep, that's it. Zero percent. I mean, just I mean, these players have been great. I can't wait to talk about more of them. That's wonderful. All right. Well, that's going to finish it up for our running back ads of the week. Let's move on to receivers, shall we? First up, do it. I called it. I am the man. I said it last week. You scoffed at me. He was one of my starts of the week. And you thought I was being ridiculous. I did. But why don't you go ahead, pick up, plug and play the corpse of T.Y. Hilton, who now has 20 plus fantasy points in each of the last two weeks. Uh, Had seven targets this past week. Five catches, 86 yards, two touchdowns. Finished with 23 fantasy points and half PPR scoring. Some, some of our listeners are listening. They are adding T.Y. He's now rostered in 60% of leagues. So not technically eligible for our purposes of this, but uh, should be rostered. Take a look, see, see if he's there. Has the lowly Houston Texans up this uh, on the docket this week. Should be started. Uh, and then at Pittsburgh next week. Um are you picking up Ty? And if you are, how much fab are you spending on him? If he's still there, uh, I would spend all of it. Um, I mean the the Houston matchup is a good one. I mean, look at what the um, or sorry, yes. yeah, the, yeah, the Houston matchup is a good one. Look at what the Bears did against them. Mitch had three touchdowns in the first half. Um, they didn't even look like they were trying half the game, or they were in slow motion or whatever. So yeah, I would, I I would. Pick up Ty. I would start him um, with no reservations. Um, so him and Cam Akers are the are the two. Um, if they're available, just drop it all on them and, and start them because they're going to be productive. So um, he he is definitely um, you know a a wide receiver two floor this week um, in my opinion. Um, so I would I would go ahead and and do it. Um, I would also and I don't think he's on the list that that we were talking, but just as I'm kind of browsing around Kiki QT um, is rostered in only 30, um, 33% of leagues. Um, And so game script is going to fit here where I can see Indy getting out ahead early, them pounding it with, uh, with Jonathan Taylor um, and Wilkins and Naheem Hines. And, and Kiki QT is basically the only guy that, that the Texans might have, especially if Brandon Cooks isn't going to play. I know he had three; he only had three for twenty-four uh, against the Bears, but he did have a score. Um, Indy has been a little more leaky on the back end um, than than they were to start the season. So um, I still I still would start Ty over him, but QT is a is a definitely pick upable um, if you're in a tight spot against Indy. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I don't game script. It's going to be there. They're going to have to throw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the uh, It didn't I matter mean, this last week, right? I mean, even with Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks and Cobb all out of the lineup, he still only caught three of three targets for 24 yards. Like, would you would you rather add Chad Hansen, who's had seven targets in each of the last two weeks? He's only rostered in 2.8% of leagues for Houston. The Hansen um, one. So, I mean, he, he's had over, you know, he's basically only played in two games. He's had seven targets in both of the last two weeks. Um, five for 101 against Indy the week before. QT went off against Indy 
um, in week 13 as well. So uh, I'm just saying that I, I would not be surprised to to have either one of them be definitely playable um, wide, wide receiver threes um, at worst, um, honestly, just because of game script that they're going to have to throw. Indy is eighth on the season in terms of fantasy points given up to receivers. They are 13th uh, in, in, in over the last month in terms of fantasy points given up to receivers. So, I mean, to your point, they have been a little bit more leaky over the last month. Whether or not I would start QT, I think I would definitely look elsewhere to some of these other guys before getting getting that desperate. Um, just okay, because cute. I, I do. I yes, don't be a QT. <laughs> All right. Next up, uh, we skipped around here a little bit. Ski. I did. Um, let's go to Nelson Aguilar. Rostered in a whopping 27.5% of leagues. Um, Nelson Aguilar had a whopping 18.5 fantasy points this week against the Indianapolis Colts that we just talked about being a little bit more leaky. Um, Leaky. Five catches for 100 yards on a whopping nine targets and a score. 18.5 fantasy points has the Chargers and Miami the next two weeks, both games are at home in Vegas. Are you like it's all or nothing? I if if you want to push your chips into the middle, yep. then start Nelson Aguilar because you're getting five points or you're getting like eighteen, and there's no in the middle. His last his scoring since week seven, nineteen points, zero points, and he played that game. Twelve and a half points. One point, and he played that game. 18 points, 8 points, 6 points, 18 points. Like, he is a roller coaster to start. You have the Chargers. You're at home, which is good. Um, I'd be interested to see his road versus home splits, but... Huh. Are you getting ballsy and starting Nelson Aguilar? I mean, you can from a target perspective. The opportunities are there. Um, I mean, you you look at the last four weeks: nine, eleven, six, and nine. Um, so that'll that'll play. I mean, he's scored in four of six home games this year. If you're talking about road splits or away splits, um, that's that's pretty good. Um, and the Chargers' pass defense is dreadful. Like, I I don't see how that, they're ninth like, against receivers and fantasy points. In the last yeah, month. Okay, but fantasy points to quarterbacks, I think they were 32nd coming into last week, weren't they? Or 30, 30th? Um, so on like, the I, season? Yeah. Uh, on the season, they are 32, 31, 30, 29, 28, 27, 26, 25, 24, 23 overall to the quarterback. Get out of here with that. No, they they were giving up the fifth most points to to wide receivers coming into last or sorry to quarterbacks coming into the uh, coming into last week. So I I still what they're twenty seventh against. Look at Matt Ryan from last last week. So I I just think that Al Gore is going to have a big game. Um, he he is the ultimate boomer bus guy. Um, but I would I mean if you're especially if you're desperate. And you are facing like um, Derrick Henry and Montgomery, and you know you're going to have to go off to win to get to the title game. 
it's worth trying to play one of those boomer bus guys to try to get there because you know that those two guys, as just as an example, are going to go off. And so you got to make a point somewhere. And the only way to do it is by trying to get one of those guys to go off. And I think Aguilar is somebody that could go off. Um, so that's why I would recommend him to you. Um, so there you go. Low end wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside uh, is kind of how I view him. Um, maybe a high end wide receiver three just because of the volatility. Uh, next up, we have, wait, well, how much, how much fab are you spending? Zero? These are zero ad, right? Uh, probably. I mean, let's be honest. You're only bidding against three other guys, probably for him. Um, yeah. So for that reason, yeah. Also, I, I would note that like, and I'm not saying Nelson Aguilar is Calvin Ridley, but in a, in a similar spot where there's not a ton of other options, I mean, Ridley just put up eight for 124 in a score. I know that he's obviously way better than Aguilar, but um, they, the Chargers will give it up. And I, I expect that to be a very high scoring game um, between two defenses that just can't stop anybody. Yeah, I mean, you do make a great point about how you're only making waiver moves against three other people. Um, I think that he's a fine fill-in if you had somebody like Devontae Parker who got hurt. Mm -hmm. I think he's a fine dart throw. Um, or Brandon Cooks who got hurt. I mean, there was a lot of guys. Debo got hurt. Um, yeah, if you survived it, like if you survived to get to this round, then yeah, I mean, take a shot and go go for the for the title game appearance. There we go. All right. Next up, we have one of my favorites. Um, real overachiever this season has done great filling in for Cortland Sutton. That is Tim Patrick, who's currently wide receiver 36 on the season. Um, I don't think anybody saw a top 40 season coming for Tim Patrick out of the gate. Um, <laughs> did it again this last week against Carolina. Had another end zone appearance. Um, the line, the line on a week to week basics is not super impressive, but his weekly average uh, is not very offensive. Uh, he's averaging 10 <laughs> more than he's averaging more than 10 points per week. Like, and that's with the bum zero point week in there when they started a practice squad receiver at quarterback um, mm -hmm. three for 36 and a touch on five targets against Carolina. I mean, against Kansas city the week before he was able to turn four targets into two touchdowns. Like he's one of drew locks, favorite red zone targets. They have Buffalo at home. Buffalo has let people score recently. And so, um, if you are looking to make a, a dart throw, I think that Tim Patrick is just as good as about anybody. Um, and would start him against Buffalo. Um, I think he's also a zero bid. What about you? Yeah, I mean, theoretically, he's going to be facing Tredavious White, who um, has actually been really pretty good for the Bills this year. Um, I would. Um, do you think so? Yeah. You I, don't I think do. he's on Judy or Hamler? I mean, no. I mean, of of. I mean, it seems like Tim Patrick is their number one wide receiver. Or unless Judy. Teams are trying to stop Judy. Judy hasn't done much at all. It, it has been Hamler and it has been Patrick, um, which is just shocking. Um, 
that it's not Jerry Judy that, that is in this position, right? Um, yeah, Tim Patrick should be owned in more than 20% of leagues. He's been very consistent. Um, just hope that Drew Locke gets him the ball. Um, otherwise, yeah, he's... I, I would not... Again, I, I don't think you need to, to bid any fab on him, um, but I, I think you can get him. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm a little bit less intimidated by Tredavious White. The Bills are 22nd in, uh, against receivers in terms of fantasy points over the last month. Um, I'd start them. They have to score. I mean, I don't know. I think I think they'll do okay. I mean, they can score zero. That is an option. That is true. That is true. Um, I think they will score. Now, since we're <laughs> since we're already talking about him, why don't we just talk about KJ Hamler while we're here too? Um, he's rostered in a whopping six and a half percent of leagues. Hamler is a stud in terms of real football. I'm not sure that he is viable in fantasy. He's really fast. He's extremely fast. He only had three targets. He turned two of them into touchdowns for 86 yards total. Had 21 and a half fantasy points against Carolina. You can't start KJ Hamler. There's better options. He's rostered in six and a half percent of fantasy leagues. He should only be added in the deepest of leagues. Yep. Uh, Pass. But somebody to just be aware of. Pass. All righty. Well, then we'll move on. Um, Let's see here. Up next, we have Russell Gage of the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Some health concerns, issues surrounding Julio. Um, Russell Gage has reappeared after his absence in the middle of the season. Uh, he has poked his head up out of the uh, hole that he crawled into the last couple weeks. Uh, the last two weeks, he has 15 targets and uh, 133 fan, or excuse me, 133 receiving yards on nine catches with one touchdown over the last two games. Um, looked, he threw one too. Oh, there you go. Um, looked good against the Chargers, five for 82. They have Tampa. Tampa has been lit up on fire um, against receivers. They are the worst team against in terms of giving up fantasy points to receivers over the last four weeks. They have nobody has given up more fantasy points than Uh the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, giving up an average of 60 points per week per game to the receiving position. So Russell Gage, I think could be a nice little play here, especially if Julio sits and maybe even if Julio plays. Yeah, I agree. If Julio sits, um, you know, other than T.Y., um, I mean, Russell Gage might be uh, other than T.Y. and Aguilar. um, I I would think Gage would come in third for me um, only if Julio is not playing. Uh, Would you spend any fab on Gage? I don't think you need to. Again, I I think you're not been against that many people. So um, I, I think you just put a zero bid in on them, depending on what your roster flexibility is. There you go. You heard it here first. Next up, we have Keelan Cole senior. (laughs) And I, and I wrote him down too. And I, it's just so, just so disappointing to like, it's, it's him or LaVisca or DJ Chark. And one of them will be like a wide receiver two, And the other two will do nothing. And it'll be Keelan Cole had 12 targets. He had seven. for 67 and a score on 12 
targets. I know most of the year and he's been like relatively consistent. So does Gardner Minshew coming back help help them? Um, I mean, as, as we're recording this, Baltimore um, has just gotten destroyed by um, by the Browns. They've given up what three, two straight touchdowns here. Baker's brought him back. So like, and by the way, uh, Lamar Jackson's out with cramps. So Trace McSorley's playing, um, which is oh, an TikTok issue. TikTok is going to go wild. Um, so yeah, I I thought that Lamar was going to be. Uh, QB one potentially the rest of the way with how the rushing is going, but now he's not playing. So um, back to Keewan Cole and the wonderful Jaguars. Um, I, I do think they're going to throw a ton. Um, now, now that Minshew's back. Um, yeah, they still have James Robinson. Um, <laughs> if you it, this is like the worst game of Russian roulette is trying to decide which Jaguars wide receiver is the one to play on a given week. Um, Keelan Cole, Lavisca Chanel, DJ Chark. DJ Chark at some point is going to go off and Keelan Cole will do nothing again, but good luck trying to figure out which one it is. They're I mean, their schedule is at Baltimore at home against Chicago at Indiana. Like I don't want to start a receiver in any of those games. Like probably not. Marlon Humphrey, Kyle Fuller, back to back. Like, see you later, DJ Chark. Uh, Minshew, if he was going to do something, it was going to be this week against the Titans. Only went eighteen of thirty-one for one hundred and seventy-eight in a score. Yeah, he only played the second half, though. Okay. Yeah, I give it to you then. But man, he threw he threw thirty-one passes in a half. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> that's why that's why i think he's viable the rest of the way because they're just going to throw the ball so much james robinson managers look out like that is a bomb on your roster i think potentially if they're going to throw that much then woof yeah uh mike glennon had one drive in the second half before he got pulled. So Minshew threw 31 times in the second half. Good for him. Um, Keelan Cole is a zero bid for me. I'm probably not playing him. Uh, I want T.Y., Aguilar, Patrick, uh, and Gage all more than I want Keelan Cole. Probably. Um, all right. Next up, we're getting to these depth dart throws. First up, we have is it Tyrone or Tyron? I'm gonna go. Uh, with- you're, you're. I have no idea. His name, his last name is Johnson. Ty, I'm calling him Tyrone. Tyrone Johnson, rostered in a whopping zero point zero percent of fantasy football leagues. You guys stay with us because we we hit players before anybody else does. We're the sackers. Literally, literally, literally anybody. Nobody has him. No, not even his parents. He didn't even no. draft himself. That's true. 0.0% of fantasy leagues had seven targets, six catches for 55 yards and a score 14 and a half fantasy points has, has the Las Vegas Raiders this week. Uh, is he a one week wonder or do you think he could be more? It could be um, just look out, see if uh, Mike Williams is going to play or not. If he doesn't, I mean, if you need a long shot, dark throw, um, I mean, he, he was the guy that, that came in instead of Jalen Guyton. So 
Sure. What the hell? <laughs> Love it. All right. That's going to bring us to our last waiver wire ad at receiver. And that is Gabriel Davis. All the guy does is score touchdowns, uh, has been a regular player for the Buffalo Bills since John Brown headed to IR a few weeks ago, has a touchdown in each of the last three straight games, had eight targets against Pittsburgh. Granted, he only turned them into three catches for 19 yards, but you like to see the volume did have a score. Um, He's I think he's exciting. He's a very exciting rookie receiver at Denver this week at New England next week. Wouldn't be shocked if he gets into the end zone. Uh, Hail Mary, deep guy in like 16 team leagues. Um, yeah, is what I would say. He's rostered in 5% of leagues. So, Agree. Um, just just one other guy uh, I'd like to add just from the tight end position is Irv Smith Jr. Um, especially like if especially if Rudolph doesn't play. Um you know, on the on the surface, Irv Smith's schedule doesn't look great because he plays Chicago this week. Um, and then he plays at New Orleans. But um, those two teams have not been that great against the tight end. Minnesota had, uh, I believe, the easiest fantasy schedule. Um, or sorry, they yeah, they had the easiest fantasy schedule to tight ends. Uh, Marquise Brown just caught a 40 yard touchdown to go ahead um, the uh, against the Browns with under two minutes left. Um, so yeah, Irv, Irv Smith, um, four for 63 against Tampa Bay this week in a touchdown. If he's the only guy there, I like him. If Kyle Rudolph comes back, I don't like either one. So just a, a long, uh, just to hit the tight end position real quickly. Um, my other throw in for tight end would be Cole Komet. Yeah. Um, I feel like he's a decent ad here rostered in 4% of leagues. People are starting to catch on. I think everybody's excited to see what he can do next year, but he has 14 targets over the last two games yeah. at four, four for 40 against Houston at Minnesota at Jacksonville. Um, they're going to be able to throw tight end is a point of emphasis for the bears in the red zone. Should they ever make it there? Uh, <laughs> like they were able to this week. Um, yeah. Cole Komet, not bad as a desperation dart throw at tight end. Yeah. And, and he's somebody that I would, I would actually, you know, depending on how he finishes here, um, maybe pay attention to a little bit next year. I don't know what their offense is going to look like, but um, seven targets a week is, is pretty good. And when he catches the ball, he's really hard to bring down. So um, hopefully the bears found themselves a tight end. Yeah. The argument is going to be when you combine his stats with Jimmy Graham's, what it looks right. like as far as a tight end. Yep. That's the argument people are going to make going into next season. If, if that ends up being like a top, 15 play or top 12 play right right all right well that's gonna bring us to newsy stuff newsy 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 alex it's week 15 and you know what that means i don't it it means we're coming up on hometowns for the bachelorette taisha taisha has gone through heartbreak she's had cry session after cry session She sent people home. She's brought people back to the show. People that were sent home came back and professed their love for her. I'm looking at you, Bennett. That's disgusting. You Harvard D-bag you. God, I'm I'm T. Noah on that one. Sorry, all you You guys. You just said he had a hard D? Harvard D-bag. He went to Harvard 
He doesn't know how to spell limousine. Um, Again, I I don't think I could spell limousine. Just, <laughs> I, I really don't. I know I looked it up last week. Um, I, you spell limousine, L-I-M-O. That's it. That's how you spell limousine. Oh, have you been watching it all? Who's your favorite? Do you have a favorite? No, I have not been watching. Oh, well, Ben's Ben's my favorite. Um, he's uh, he's a lovely gentleman. Uh, has some uh, personal issues and things that he's worked through. He's a, a veteran, um, and so I I'm picking Ben to win it all. Um, I am very happy that Bennett and Noah were sent home. Uh, I feel bad for Tasha. Um, I, I was excited that Chris Harrison finally came back to the show. You Joe feel Joe. bad for anybody on, that goes on that show? Really? Why? Oh, come on! It's like this whole like career thing that, that like Instagram models and like people that want to be famous try to get on. It's like this whole little shtick. It's like if you make it on that and you do well, you have like the next three years planned out, right? Because let me and walk you, feel you bad through for any of them. No, they all print money. They, yeah, they so blow don't up. feel bad. No, I don't feel bad. They blow up their you own just little said brand. You feel bad. No, I, for, I don't feel bad like, for them. They're oh, okay. they're they're I don't feel bad for them at all. They do this as like this little brand building thing. We had people that there were people that went on there because they wanted to launch their music careers. Um, but like it's this whole thing where like you go on the Today Show when you lose, or um. You have a chance of being on the bat, the Bachelor, if you're on the Bachelorette and you're one of the like the final four, three to five guys, and the people like you, then you could have your own TV show. Or after that, you get to go on Bachelor in Paradise, which is like the Bachelor but on steroids, and everybody's just like locked in a tropical paradise for eight weeks, and it's just like everybody's switching partners every week. And if you don't have one, you get sent home. So there's that. There was the the winter on ice bachelorette whatever Wholesome. it's like international but then it's like if you're popular enough then you get adopted to like fabletics will sponsor you and you do the dancing with Fabulous. the stars you do the dancing with the stars run like hannah brown and um that other girl did this year i didn't like her but uh, sorry i mostly turned off because uh bergeron was gone but still can't believe people are listening or watching this right now. I will also, um, I, I wish you wouldn't Why have gotten Why are you attacking me? I wish that you would not have gotten married so you could have gone on The Bachelor to launch our fantasy football podcast. Oh, Jason Shellcross, professional podcaster. I'm there sure that go. would have been great. Yeah. I talk about, I talk about footballs. I, yeah, there you go. Speaking of uh, marriage and things, how's uh, how's being the sack daddy? How's Maggie Moo doing? Uh, my daughter's wonderful. Uh, she chuckles now. Oh, um, is so it like we, yours we... or like your wife's? Oh, no. Baby chuckles, man. Like they're just like an entirely <laughs> different. Like babies laughing are just so darn freaking funny, man. Like there is nothing. <laughs> there is just nothing here. Like, oh my goodness. I mean, there is nothing nothing better than a little little kid laughing. So yeah, being a dad's great. 
my wife's family's coming to town for Christmas, so I have that to look forward to. Um, uncle's meeting the the little girl for the first time, so um, looking forward to some some family time. Vaccines are on their way. The country's hopefully coming out of lockdown shortly here, and we can maybe get back to life in 2021. 2020 is almost over. Thank God. What a shitty year. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching. Um, as we transfer to our social media page, follow us everywhere. We are at the FF Sackos on all social media platforms. We are available on every podcasting platform that you could think of. Um, your reviews do matter. They help um, put our show uh, in front of um, more people. Um, positive reviews help us uh, show up higher on lists when people are looking for fantasy football advice. Any positive review does matter, especially um, Apple reviews. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a good night. Good luck. Go kill the semis. I mean, you can leave us a crappy review too and make us laugh. We'll take it, honestly. So just just destroy us. Should have been called the fantasy football sacks. Oh. Oh. And a little bit of. uh, uh. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.